Nation. This is 3D or 2D.com's The 3D Show. Season 2, now twice as sexy. Put on your 3D glasses now. And if you're wondering what the 3Ds are in The 3D Show, well, they stand for discussion, debate, and the news. I do hope you enjoyed the show. The show, get it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 76, The 3D Show. I'm Adolf Vega, and today I have with me... Jake Jarvis. And uh, we got quite a few things to talk about. And um, we got... What are we going to start? Well, we're going to save the biggest story for last. So let's go down the list and see what things you want to talk about. So, Jake, what's the first thing you want to talk about besides the big thing? (laughs) Well, let's talk about the Captain Marvel trailer. Okay. What'd you think? It would did really good. It was a nice answer to the questions that the first trailer teaser raised. Uh, we got to see more, but they didn't give away too much, which is a good thing. It just kind of whetted my appetite uh, for more. Uh, like the first one, the CGI was a bit rough, but uh, on a smaller set it's gonna look fine uh you know these trailers look a bit rough because i mean these movies are months away from being released so we're getting stuff early now it's fun that they started the the trailer at the ending where she started and beat up the old lady <laughs> mm-hmm. well that was a, everybody talked about on social media i mean i even joked about it it says like typical day in oregon on yeah, two people fighting on TriMet. And I made the Oregon joke because we've got the last block, but one of the last blockbusters out in Bend. Now, um, everyone's talking about the cat, and they're thinking that the cat's going to take out the eye of Nick Fury. And I was like, come on, come on, really? Oh, it's probably going to be a scroll operative. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be much more likely. It would be really pathetic if... Nick Fury got, you know, his eye taken out by a cat. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know Chewie wouldn't do it. Don't know about Goose. Uh. So, I actually had a, I heard a theory about that. That apparently uh, Chewie was actually an alien, and eventually that rocket saw that he was an alien, and that's why they're doing it as Goose, because that way it's not an alien, it's actually a cat. Yeah, but half the fun of her cat is being a flirkin and seeing that 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 mouth exposed that even puts a predator and aliens to shame. So if we don't get that, I'll be disappointed. Of course, this is something that I found strange. Uh, Disney does this quite a bit, I've noticed, in some of their movies. Uh uh, Chewie is a named for a property that they own the rights to. So why would they change the cat's name to a name of of a character that they don't have rights to? Because that could make merchandising problematic. They would have to clear stuff with Paramount. Hmm, it's interesting. I liked seeing um her turn into like the super version of herself, and like you know, um just like totally go crazy and flying around and you know oh yeah he went all binary and warbird and that mohawk and, and her helmet and then it would fall oh man that looked awesome 
so yeah, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. Um, it's just like it's. I don't see anything wrong with this movie. It looks totally fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, a breeze. A character seems to be a bit wooden, but if she's under some sort of mind control or brainwashing or something, or has had some sort of trauma, but. And uh, and Brie Larson's voice kind of sounds weird, kind of high. She is speaking in a higher pitch than she normally does. Now she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, she went for her appearance in the room, not the Tommy Wiseau room. Oh, hi, Mark. But uh, a real, as I joke, a real movie called The Room. Yeah, that movie is fantastic. Except for the ending. The ending, I just think, dragged on forever. <laughs> but that's just me. That I don't about wanna... the... You can say that about the other room. <laughs> All right, so I think we covered uh, Captain Marvel. Let's go to the DC fronts, where they're apparently announcing all these movies coming out that... Who knows when or if they'll ever come to light. But fine. If they're announcing it, we have to cover it. Okay. Um, so they just announced a Plastic Man movie. Interesting. What do you know about Plastic Man? Uh, created by Jack Cole. Uh, part of the quality line that uh, DC purchased. Um, and uh, he hasn't been handled very well. In the comics, since uh, Jack Cole's death, because uh, I don't know if you remember him when he popped any of his '60s appearances that were pretty pathetic. When I was a kid, they just made him a tra- yeah, they tried to make him a serious tragic character, uh, pretty awful stuff. Uh, and uh, '70s, uh, then they brought him back, kind of to play with the Marvel family a little bit, you know, Shazam. Shazam. Uh, and they put him on, I think they put him on, what, I don't know if they put him on Earth X or what, but he was never part of the main continuity when I was reading comics. Uh, but uh, he's got potential because there's been some really great animated stuff done with him. Uh, Cart- there was a show, um, but I... A live action would be, I don't know, I could see him as an animated movie. He could be awesome. Be a great comedy. But. Now, don't get him mixed up with Elongated Man. It's a totally different character. Yep, I know. Ralph Digby and married to Sue Digby. And don't even get me started about that stupid series where they murder his wife. Now, the Elongated Man is on the CW. Uh, verse uh-huh. right now, and I actually like him. Yeah, he's growing on me, but he's nothing like Ralph in the comics. Now, do you know any of the main villains for Plastic Man? Mm. Most of them are the silly variety, like the eel, which was Plastic Man. Yeah, he had to pretend to be his own villain. He was a gangster who got powers. And he still pretended to be a gangster. But but Plastic Man uh, never really had the villain villains like um, the other book. It was a comedy book. Yeah. 
so that's the thing with him. He's kind of a goofy character. Um, and his villains, I'm just seeing on here, his villains, and they're like Dr. Dome, the guy with a dome over his head, um, Gr- Granite Lady, Colonel Cool, Madame Braun, Cyrus Smith, Mr. Aqua, the Assassin, Mr. Cauldron, the Spider, the Malleable Man, Pink Eye, the Figure, Big Beaver, Mr. Green, and the Iron Fist, which is interesting. (laughs) I think a majority of these are one-offs. Yeah. Because um, I don't remember there being too many reoccurring people that he... Because usually the stories I remember was a mystery, be hijinks, it gets solved, you know, and they were eight-page stories. Now, just in case you don't know what Plastic Man is, he basically, you know, can stretch and you know, transform his body to any kind of thing. You know, basically the same thing as Mr. Fantastic or Mrs. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a first stretchy guy in comics. He uh, uh, timely had the Thin Man, but uh, I think he comes uh, actually later than Plastic Man. So, you know, he could shapeshift and, um, you know, he's invulnerable, kind of immortal because he just you can't destroy him. Who just bounce back mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, it seems like it might be a silly, fun movie, but I don't know if this will ever come to be. <laughs> With DC. Yeah, the DC and, yeah. And, uh, is, and I don't know. I mean, DC doesn't seem to have uh, Kevin Feige uh, working for them that can set up DC as its own studio and get the movies off the ground. It's always going to go through uh, Warner Brothers and whatever, and they're going to be at the mercy of uh, whatever executives and their bonuses So they're trying to earn. The next one, we're going to keep on DC here and talk about the Blue Beetle movie. Now, the Blue Beetle is actually very interesting of a character in a way you could call him like a mystical Iron Man. Um, and would you agree with that uh, assessment? Yeah, with the current one, yeah. Because this is the third uh, gen- third generation of uh, the Blue Beetle. And um, so he's actually, and for a long time, DC was fighting for the rights of this. And it just took forever to finally get it. But now they finally have him. And, you know, it's, you know, passed on. I think there's like originally a you know super intelligent Egyptian or something, and then they had or alien or I forget exactly the the blue beetle background, but it's like connected to that. It's like a mystical suit that you wear that is like robotic or something like that. Am, am I getting this right? Uh, the new one, the first one, uh, the first one in the comics was a cop called uh, Brad Garrett, uh, and he gave it. The amulet to uh, Ted Cord, who brought technology into it, and then from Ted Cord, uh, Jamie um, got the. And I'm not that familiar with the Jamie version, because this is the time when comic books were, so it was. You have to admit these days it's cheaper to do drugs than to read comic books. <laughs> so, 
that's one thing that people have been commenting on that this is not the Ted Cord or the you know that Garrett one. This is the newer one, Jamie Reyes, which at the very least, you know, he's not that new. <laughs> I mean, he's you know, yeah, he's a decade at least. Yeah, it's from like um, twenty thirteen, and it's not terribly old, you know, but it's not like you know last year. So it's been around. Yeah, because uh, Ted Cord's been gone a long time, and heck, they coexisted, and um, so did the other two. They coexisted for a while. So yeah, the this version, this third version, it's like two thousand six, and the last comic came out in twenty thirteen. So it's like it's been a while. It's been out. It's been you know, and it, it's you know. This one is actually think, makes sense to not go to the original. You could, you know, maybe kind of mention the original things and then just kind of move on, you know? Yeah. I, I look at it this way. The other two have had their day. I mean, heck, um, the original one, he was created because he was a radio show and they just made a successful comic book from it. it was He was one of those characters that DC bought. Yeah, back in the days when they were... Yeah, their universe is filled. A lot of people don't know this, but Wonder Woman was also a purchase. Uh, Green Lantern was also a purchase. So, back in the battle days of the 1930s and 40s, you know, there was, like, a ton of different uh, comic book companies, and, you know, they just went all over the place, and then Marvel ended up being Marvel, and what ended up being DC just started buying up their competition <laughs> or suing yeah, them. Mostly, yeah, well, DC was famous for buying and suing. Uh, Martin Goodman would just uh, get the talent by sometimes he would eat lunch with the publisher and drop a hint like, oh, that guy is mood lighting for so and so, even if it wasn't true. And then they'd get fired. Then he would snag them up for cheap, because that's how we got Kirby, and um, that's how we got back Kirby, and that's how DC got uh, Kirby and Simon, and then later Kirby. Now, what more do you know about the Black, um, the, the Blue Beetle? Well, uh, he's got a cool costume. He's real popular on this show, uh, Young Justice. You know, he's got a cool costume. Uh, because you were like mystical uh, Iron Man was a good uh, description, so it would really play well with the tech heavy. Uh, I think the kids would like it because he's kind of tech driven and uh, cool armor and and you know the newest one is uh, Hispanic, so that you know gets a new demographic and you know it's, it's something different, you know. Yeah, he's not he's not a boring old white dude. And the Blue Beetle has like not been. You know, recently, because of the rights have gotten back to DC and everything, he's been in different cartoons and stuff, but, like, you've never seen him on movies before. So, for a wider audience, they don't know who he is. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I hope this one actually does happen, you know? Like we said before, mm-hmm. DC, Warner Brothers, who knows if it ever actually happens, but... Yeah, yeah. It's like, at this point, I don't even know if we're going to see a Flash movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I the Gambit movie. Yeah, 
I'm still hoping, you know, I'm hoping that the people, the executives from the CW and, you know, the, the Warner Brothers film, you know, are talking and now that there's going to have a big crossover with the Elseworlds pretty next week and, um, you know, have that big crossover with, uh, you know, different Earths and ideas that maybe they'll get the smart idea and just make a, you know, crisis in infinite Earths and just include the Marvel movies and the Marvel TV shows and, or that Marvel, the DC and, you know, really make a kick-ass kind of thing. That's just like, you know, multiple Superman, multiple Batman come together. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way. I know, but unfortunately they seem like they want to put a, a paywall up. Yeah. I'm looking at you, DC, uh, streaming service. Uh, how many streaming services do you think we can afford a month? We cut the cord to save money, not to spend more money. So, you know, I would love to see the uh, Crisis and Infinite Earths and have Superman from, you know, the CW Superman and have Tom Welling and have, you know, Brandon Routh reprise his role and have, you know... Um, just all of them together in one room talking to another as Superman. That would be really cool. And, you know, have all the Batman and, you know, that would be a fun way to kind of um, honor the legacy of the DC comics and the TV shows and everything. And, you know, even have, what do you think? It It would be absolutely killer. It would be awesome. And I would go as far as to, as some of the actors that have passed on, uh, you know, recreate them in CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you'll just do a few scenes with them because you'd have so many characters. Yeah. You so can... even though a lot of it, it wouldn't be uh, that much for any one thing. So it would be doable. And you can just totally play that up, too, and be like, okay, there's a cartoon version. <laughs> But so what? It is what it is, you know. Have Kevin Conroy be Batman, and have, you have know? Uh, Adam, you know, have an Adam West, Burt Ward, you know. That's a dream. That's a dream I have, you know, because I I think it'll be fun to have Dean Kane and you know all of them together. That's the only way I think they could even come close to coming to you know coming back because they're so far back with you know catching mm-hmm. up to marvel and having that crisis and getting all those deals worked out getting all the actors to come back to reprise their roles you know tom Welling, i know he doesn't want to do anything with superman but you know having him come back having you know J- um you know dean kane and all those people back it would be fun but that's neither here or there so yeah let's keep going here um we got some th- ultra ultra 3D TV news. Did you hear read about this or no? I've 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 heard mention of it and heard a little bit, but not it wasn't a, a whole lot other than what I sent you, which was rumors of a of a of possibly next year. Uh, the we'll start seeing glasses 3D devices. Okay, so it's kind of a weird thing because, um, you know, I've talked to the guys from Stream TV and Ultra uh, D before, and uh, I did an interview with them in January, 
of this year. And, um, you know, they talked about a plan that they're going to have this fall, which now it's fall. And, um, this plan is with a partner called BOE. And they're bringing, um, glasses free 3D 8K to the market. Which is fine because you might as well just go ahead and skip to eight at this point, right? <laughs> Screw 4K. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they had a press conference in in Beijing, and um, they just talked about the technology that they're gonna roll out together and starting next year. And I haven't been able to see it, but a lot of people say that the Ultra D um, glasses-free 3D looks fantastic and automatically converts video any video to 3d and you know works with 3d blu-rays to make you know that work so you know though that technology is going to go into you know crystal clear 8k you know which is actually being like distributed in japan now which is insane because there's so few things here in america that are even 1080p <laughs> for 4k yeah. for god's sakes you know mm-hmm I know the local Fox channel only does 720. It's like, come on, man. Come on. It's 2018. You don't need 720p. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, Give me 1080, at least. You know, like, I haven't, I haven't really depth into the 4K just because, um, you know, it's expensive and it's starting to get cheaper right now. Um, But it's just like, if you did, if you got 4K right away, then you missed out on the HDR, the high dynamic range, and now you know 8K is like a couple years away. And be like, well, you know, I kind of think it's one of those things where the format wars are just gonna hurt people that adopt right away, and you know, uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I'm not even considering 4K now. I'm waiting till this baby is in my price range. Or Patreons, you can donate to us. <laughs> we, yeah. we could use this for we could use this for review purposes. Yep, give you more content. Yeah, yeah, give you more content. Um. So yeah, that's basically the the press release in a nutshell. That they got a partner, so that's good news. But I never even heard of B O B O E before. So. I guess that's a, a, a Chinese developer, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ex- it's good to see that they get a developer that's not just going to be, you know, some awesome technology just comes and goes sometimes and no one ever buys it and no one ever actually does anything with it because they just don't see the future of it. But if this actually is going to uh-huh. happen, then, you know, maybe this time next year we'll be able to actually buy a 8K glasses-free 3D, HDR, super, ultra, you know, extreme HD TV. Mm-hmm. Before the 16K comes out in 2025. Yeah. And then the, you know, 64K in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then after that, the brain implant. <laughs> oh, it keeps going, man. 128, 512. 256, or 256, 512, you know. I'm just going to keep the, going up those numbers just like the... It's going to be 14.4 million! 
<laughs> it's just gonna have like you know the um you know the little triangle the explanation <laughs> just like keep numbering it's like okay this is now you know five hundred thousand k you know hmm. to the tenth power <laughs> all right so we got some interesting news about the daredevil um this kind of we kind of talked about this before but now it actually happened daredevil was canceled yeah and it was not because it was low ratings it was because marvel specifically said you're cut you're done well that's what uh netflix is saying uh but marvel but the other guys are saying that they did it so uh i just think this is simply uh uh, Disney's starting a streaming service against Netflix. Uh, Netflix uh, bought the rights to um, other comic properties outside of Marvel. Uh, and they just are like, well, as soon as we finish up uh, our commitments, we're cutting them loose. Yeah. Because uh, I can already make a prediction for next year that. Uh, Jessica Jones and the Punisher are going to get canceled after what's filmed airs. Yeah, and I think that's not really a prediction. That's going to be fact. <laughs> I think. You know, yeah. I think predicting hey, I'm, the sun I'm, I'm coming practicing. up. Tomorrow. I'm practicing my predictions. <laughs> you know, I predict I Christmas is coming. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption to make at this point. That uh, the Netflix Marvel deal is over. So, uh, if hey, to tell you the truth, if it wasn't for the fact I get Netflix free, I would have already ditched it. So, on uh, I think the part of this is too is that they are done filming. They're you know this is going to stop them from filming more. And you mm-hmm. know Jessica and Punisher are probably like, in the middle of filming and it's just easier just to let them finish than it is to mm. cut it halfway. And, you know, it's just poor taste to do that too. And, you know, why do that? Why have like, you know, four episodes recorded and, you know, and then you still have like time left. There's no need to do that. You know, they're not bleeding money or anything, you know, so they're just going to let it play out. And basically when the season's done, after they post it, that'll be it. And they'll have, whatever one more season each a piece they're probably going to both going to have the limited maybe eight episodes maybe instead of the 13 i think that's a pretty decent prediction there mm-hmm. and i think defenders which i don't think was ever officially renewed for another season never is never going to happen nope which is understandable because defenders is pretty bad <laughs> yeah and we're not going to see a Heroes of for Hire or anything like that. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up that uh, Disney is going to revive these on their platform. Uh, if they revisit these characters anytime soon, it's probably going to be with the recastings. Now, that's a good question. I don't know if they would do that or if they would just like move on, you know? I think uh, it would probably move on because there's probably contractual things and 
Oh. And usually it's like compete rules. Because like it was a because uh, when they when DC made the decision to go with Matt Ryan again for Constantine, they had to wait out all sorts of clauses and stuff so, so they could bring him to the CW from his NBC show. Yeah, so those contracts may get ugly. Um, you know, I, I kind of think if they would do any of that, they may bring back, like, you know, Jessica Jones and or uh, Daredevil. Just maybe mm-hmm. they could work into the MCU because they're or so Kingpin. popular, you know? And, oh, yeah, and I could see Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie. Now, that's the big tragedy because Kingpin is one of the best, best villains Marvel has had, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh I would really hope that they can port him over because I would love to see him popping up in the MCU. I mean, for God's sakes, Kingpin is known to fight Spider-Man and, you know, I can't really see this version of him doing that, but it should, you know. (laughs) So we were going to try to talk about Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, but the trailer hasn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, all, all I've seen is some pictures that were a uh, Brazil con of a uh, red and black, looked like the Ditko original Spider-Man outfit, uh, the red and the black. Now, I was wondering about this because I really, really feel like there's no need to have this movie Especially since, you know, we're going to get to Avengers Endgame later. Don't worry about it. You know, we're going to talk about it. But um, the fact that this is basically going to, you know, steal their thunder, you know, they're going to have, you know, one-two punch. And there's no need for that one-two punch. Especially that, you know, obviously whatever happens at Endgame is going to affect Spider-Man. So it should have been a fall release. I don't see any need to have this be in July. It could have been easily uh november release and they don't have to show a trailer yet you know this is sony that's that's they the thing want, uh-huh sony is uh they're wanting to ride on the coattails of uh avengers 4 and make some moolah and it might work for them uh because right now they're probably punch drunk happy over the unpredicted success of venom I mean, it's not just, it's, it's a huge hit, especially overseas. Overseas, it is yeah. massive. Uh-huh. So, World, you just told the studios, you will, you want subpar junk. And guess what? They're more than willing to give it to you. So, uh. yeah, this Spider-Man deal is, is going to keep going with Sony because they don't see any reason not to. They're benefiting from this. Venom was all their baby, and you know they got tons of money from it, and they got plenty of money from Spider-Man: um, Homecoming. So they don't really care about the MCU if it screws up their plans, because well, I could see them possibly wanting to purchase some of the Spider villains outright from Marvel, so they could have the merchandising rights. Yeah, and they've talked about having their villains be their own t- movies, and it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about a silver, you know, saber 
you know, movie or a, you know, Craven the Hunter movie, though they should just be in a Spider-Man movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's probably never going to happen because of uh, what happened when Ron Perlman, the Australian investor, uh, sold off bits and bits of Marvel. They're lucky to have gotten back as much as they have been able to get back. Yeah, and... Is right now this partnership is working out for Sony, so why break you know a winning horse? You know, yeah, they probably would want some merchandising. So we might, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some exchange of characters and rights, a deal like they used to work out with Fox before Disney. And who knows? Maybe Disney will buy Sony. You know, hopefully, hopefully. This is the only way I think this could work. If the Spider-Verse, which is going to be introduced in an animated movie, comes out next week. We have not seen it yet, but that could be a way they could play with this. And be like, yeah, we have the Venom universe. We have the Spider-Verse animation. We have the MCU universe. And then you could try to find a way to, you know, mention that, you know. And that could be a fun way of doing that. I would love to see... If that Spider-Man in, into the Spider-Verse, if they mention, you know, Toby Spider-Man, you know, or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man for that sake, you know, just have that, those references and be like, okay, you were going to honor the all of the past. And like we mentioned before with DC, you know, there's a huge past of Spider-Man and um, that would be a fun way. And I hope they do that in the movie. We haven't seen it yet, so we don't know, but that would be yeah. some way they could do it. That's, a, I, but I don't know if Sony's smart enough to do that. I don't know, this movie, the the trailers uh, uh, that I've seen for Into the Spider-Verse look awesome. Hey, one of them I saw when I went to the Marvel 10-year anniversary fest. They ran it in the Dumbo movie in front of every movie. The Spider-Verse trailer fired me up. The Dumbo one, when I hear that name, I want to run screaming from a room. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they're not that dumb. Maybe they just don't care. You know, I think that part is a simpler solution. That they're they just trying to do it for money. They're whatever can make more money. And they don't really care yeah. about the art or the story or whatever. Whatever they can make for the cheapest, you know, turn a buck. That's the most important thing. Yeah, they seem to have no faith in it. which Which is horrible because it's got such a great Rotten Tomatoes score. And uh, the art, the the trailers look absolutely amazing. I mean, like I can't believe Sony's not hasn't submitted into the Spider Verse into the best animated um, Oscar race because they could take it. From what I've heard, the animation is that good. You know, I'm just fired up to see this. I'm trying not to get too hyped up, and and I'm having to work to avoid reviews. Uh, but I really want to. I'm really looking forward to this movie, Into the Spider Verse. That's going to be interesting to see who would win Best Animated Movie this year, because I kind of feel like you know, okay, we have Incredibles, we have you know, Spider Man in the Spider Verse. I don't know if it'll be too late or, or whatever. Or um, we have Grinch, we have Ralph. You know, 
what are the what movie right now is going to be? Of the Isles of Dogs. Yeah. You know Wes Anderson. Yeah. And then we got a few other independents. Um, yeah, I think there's a animated film with the animated Beatles music. Uh, I don't across the universe. I don't know if it qualified this year or not for Oscars. I haven't seen it. It hasn't played here yet. Uh, All right. We'll see. Um, so mm-hmm. let's keep going here. We got some more news on the movie pass. Remember that thing? Yeah. So next year, they're going to um, have a new plan. And this new plan le- includes IMAX and 3D movies. Do you care? Uh, yeah. It's save your money. Uh, y- hey, you need to see if you can get to get Mitchell O on the show to talk about this. Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be interested in a plan like this. So... The thing with movie pass is that I honestly thought they went out of business. <laughs> I think everybody thought they did. <laughs> All the headlines were they're you know bleeding money, customers are upset, you can't use the card, there's all these stipulations and you know all this, you know, it was too good to become true and now it's all failing and now oh next year there's a new red carpet deal or the new whatever deal and you know, you could watch 3D movies and you could watch, you know, whatever. And just like, what? You guys are still around? I thought you were dead. <laughs> you know? So, I'm not sure if I would trust it to, you know, put my money in. I think you have to buy like the whole year, right? You, you can't buy month to month or something? Or I forget how they do this now. Well, they probably um, introduce it now. Uh, and you buy your... They probably... Introduce year passes first and then have next year the month-to-month plan. So, yeah, the red carpet plan for a year is $149. Um, and you get to see up to three movies a month. And it could be includes one IMAX, one IMAX 3D, one IMAX 2D, one 3D movie a month. So that's one a month. So we've gone from zero to one. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's, <laughs> I mean, and all the problems they've had with the app not working and different, you know, movie chains not accepting them. And honestly, at this point, I'm just not even bother. You know, I'm kind of hoping that Cinemark gets their act together and maybe even uh, Regal gets their act together and just sees it right on the wall and does their plan because they're more, you know, I see a lot more Regal and a lot more Cinemark near me than I do, you know, movie pass, you know, things that take movie pass or AMC. So I'd rather just have that and just, you know, so. Cause like, I yeah, think- I, mean, I mean, Regal's owned by a company famous for their movie pass in Europe. So why don't they bring it to the States? <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm not I'm not too happy about it. I'm not too thrilled about this. You know. So we got some sad news, which, you know, he was an older gentleman, you know. We don't really talk wanna talk about death, but a lot of death's been happening lately. 
And yeah. uh, the designer, the redesigner of the Viewmaster recently passed away. Um, what do you think of the Viewmaster? Uh, Viewmasters are awesome. Um, in fact, somewhere out in the garage, I have a camera which I used to use to take pictures that I could have converted into Viewmasters. So the uh, guy that did this is Charles um, Harrison. He was 87, and he redesigned it. So there was, you know, stereoscopic viewing things before. that He just made the Viewmaster into something that is very easy and straightforward to use. You know, mm. you know sometimes it's not about who did it first, it's who did it better, you know? Mm. <laughs> and he is the one that made the Viewmaster simple enough that a kid could use, you know? And the Viewmaster, you know, I think inspired generations to watch or to look at 3D content. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had 3D Master when I was a kid and I loved it. Mm hmm. So did I. I. Like I said, I loved it so much. I made my own. And, like, you know, it was something that was pretty cheap. Like, I don't remember it being that expensive to buy one. I think, you know, obviously where they made the money was to, you know, you buy the new content. But still, that wasn't that expensive either. You know, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's something that it's, it's, you know, he's 85 years old. He did, you know, so it's not like he was too young, but, you know, he reinvented it. And it's something that really has impacted a lot of people. You know, people know what a Viewmaster is, you know, they may not know what a stereoscopic viewer is, <laughs> but they know what a Viewmaster is, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And even in the days of video games, and um, it was still something uh, that a kid would enjoy playing with. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, grew up with Nintendo, and I had a Viewmaster, and I still liked it. I thought that was pretty mm -hmm. cool, you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it maybe warmed up a lot of people to 3D. Where, you know, before that, it was a very, you know, niche thing with the red and blue glasses. And, you know, Viewmaster was like, hey, does it, you don't need to have the red and blue. And you could have it in full color and have all these different things. And mm -hmm. Yeah, Viewmaster was my first exposure to 3D content. You know, a lot of cartoons had, you know, 3D content. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, I remember a lot of, like, zoo stuff. Like, animals and stuff that you would see them in 3D. <laughs> in parks because there were lots of uh, parks I wanted to go to but we they were too far away but I could walk I could see the highlights of the park in my view master I could see the redwoods and Yosemite all those the St. Louis Arch Big Ben you know the Eiffel Tower in 3D in fact some of these places I've never bothered to go to because I honestly don't think they'll be nearly as cool looking as they were in my Viewmaster. This reality just won't live up to it. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, he lived a good life and we got to honor him and respect him because he brought it mainstream. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I thought it was really weird in college when we had a stereoscopic viewer to see, you know, in my geography class <laughs> to see, you know, elevation. And like, I was like, really? And it's like, he's like a view master, right? And it's like, no, this was like a hundred years before that, <laughs> you know? 
but yeah, they had that technology forever. They just he made it work. He made it easy and something that everyone could do and play with. So we tip our hats to him. Another person died that is not as big a deal as him, but the creator of the SpongeBob cartoon series passed away. And there's been some 3D SpongeBob movies, and um, you know he's part of pop culture. What do you think of SpongeBob? Oh, SpongeBob was awesome. I mean, it still is. It still managed to be really good. But you know, Steve, he's going to be missed. I mean, such a bad luck to you know to get ALS. Stephen Hellenberg. Mm-hmm. He had ALS. But uh, that's just, um, Spongebob is such an awesome, hilarious, original series. And it it was just one of those just cool things. Uh, I mean, I was, it was one of those things I just discovered channel surfing while bored one night and was like, oh, this is awesomely funny. I think a lot of people see SpongeBob and just think it's just kids crap. And I think that's a really bad thing to think about because I don't think SpongeBob was always supposed to be a kids show. It was just as, you know, completely surreal out there show. If you really think about it, some of the episodes early on were just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, really funny, really clever stuff and really out there. And, you know, maybe as time went along with Nickelodeon, you know, they maybe sanitized it some more and made it more, you know, kid-friendly and less weird. But it still has some of that odd factor in there, you know? Um, So it definitely is something. Now, I haven't seen the first movie. I reviewed the second movie, and I didn't like that at all. Um, Did you see the first movie or no? Yeah. The first movie was nice. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first season of SpongeBob, but it was still interesting. Did you see the second one? No. So, Sponge Out of Water, I reviewed that, and it just pissed me off. <laughs> um, not necessarily because it was, like, horrible bad. It was just lazy. Like, they took episodes um, from the show and just like, hey, let's just make this into a movie. And like, wait a minute, you already done this. You don't need to just rehash this. And the scenes they have in live action with the 3D is actually legitimately great. And how the 3D animation looked um, in the movie itself looked great too. And I was like, damn it. You know, I, I love the 3D in this movie. The kids, like, in the theater were like, wow, oh my god, mom, the 3D is really awesome. I actually heard that in the audience, you know, and usually I don't really want to hear kids screaming in the but that time I was like, kid, you're right. You're, you're, you know, you're right. And um, the 3D was great in that movie. I just thought it was such a lazy story. It's just really a rehash of the time travel episode and, you know, other episodes. It just didn't feel original or new and it just... Nah, I think they're making a third SpongeBob movie now. Um, I don't oh, know. of course, it's their most valuable uh, franchise on Nickelodeon these days. So, yeah, I mean, ALS is a, it's a it's a weird disease because um, 
it, it just kind of you could you could live a, a decent long life with it, but it does hit you and it hits you hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think we've been pretty good about delaying the inevitable and talking um, about everything but the big elephant in the room. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. We're now going to finally talk about Avengers Endgame. Yeah, a name that surprised absolutely no one. In fact, it was most people's first guess what Avengers 4 was actually going to be named. Now, people were really getting antsy um, about Avengers 4. <laughs> you know, <it> like, <laughs> when the hell is the trainer coming out? I'm praying every day. <laughs> and, like, you know, I kept getting, the, you know, people were like, oh, it's going to come out this time or that time. And um, so James just uh, recorded in and said, no, he cannot uh, be with us this conversation so um we're just going to be us here so we forgot one thing before we get to avengers <laughs> just uh -huh. to tease people a little more just to be a jerk you gotta talk okay. about the lion king why are they calling this a live action movie so okay this was a big surprise um I no idea this was going to come out. I was just like watching football and on um, Thanksgiving Day and then Lion King trailer. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it's Lion King. It's a legitimate, you know, remake of the original. I knew the movie was happening, but I had no idea that this trailer was going to come out. Yeah. And it's uh, it's 3D animated uh, CGI. And I'm like, this is not live action. So we're calling it live action. This is another animated Lion King movie. There are no actual lions in this movie. They do look very, very good, though. The CG looks basically mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, it, uh -huh. yeah, it looks great, but it's still animation. So it looks, right now at least, like a very basic remake of the classic 90s cartoon, um, which is fine. So far, I have not had any problems with their remakes. I, I love um, Beauty and the Beast. I don't know about you. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I really loved uh, Jungle Book. Uh-huh, that one's great. So. They sold me. They, I, I'm totally fine with this. And I, for me at least, my generation, Lion King was like the top tier. Was like the number one Disney cartoon of all time. You know, so I don't know about you. I was a rebel. I like the Black Cauldron. <laughs> Black Cauldron, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the right age. Yeah, I guess. One of the most forgettable Disney cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I know, and I also like the, the oh, that one um, TV movie with Patrick uh, McGoog and, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. Is this, it's had many names. It's where he plays the, um, the Scarecrow. 
I know, everybody shakes their head, and they go, huh? Well, I like Peter Pan a whole lot, too. So, it looks but, good. I'm glad that Mufasa's back, you know. They can't change that voice. That that, that voice is forever going to be um, <laughs> him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, James Earl Jones has an incredible voice, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay, right, right. Let's go to Avengers Endgame. So, that's the official tighter, t- t- tiger title of this movie. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. The trailer didn't actually say it in the um, title. It just said Marvel presents Avengers or something. So, that was interesting there that you didn't see it until the very last second you know, with the logo, with Endgame. And um, this trailer does not tell you much of anything. It's a real good teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like one of the best teaser trailers I have ever seen. This was spot on. This this really sells the sizzle. So it starts off with uh, Tony Stark um, in a ship, and he's given a message to Pepper saying basically sorry i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah that's the the ship he's in that's the benatar that's the guardian's former ship from because the, remember the original one the milano got blown up and um you know he says he doesn't have any more food and more water you know he's gonna run out of oxygen pretty soon so that's his last message to her and um he has no hope He's adrift in space. He doesn't know where he is or what. And that's shocking in itself because where the hell is Nebula? You you see her later in the trailer. Uh, She's obviously on the ship with him. That's the way it looked like in the trailer to me. It kind of looked like she ditched him there. (laughs) Well, or he could have already cannibalized her for parched. Honey, I had to kill Nebula to uh, make an antenna strong enough to send you a message. <laughs> but, I mean, Nebula is pretty strong of a fighter, you know, so yeah, that might be a pretty morbid but awesome scene if you see Tony Stark fighting Nebula to death yeah. <laughs> for his own survival. I, think, I, need, yeah, I need that for my impulsor ray. <laughs> Um, but wasn't there another ship there that was on Titan that they could have just flown off in? Yeah, there was the big donut they crashed, but that looked like uh, the that looked like the Benatar they were in. So then it goes back to Captain America talking to Black Widow, and um, they're realizing that their defeat, and you know Captain America is shaved, which now is a big controversy because everyone loved his beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now he's uh, clean-shaven and is using lots of hair oil because he's got that hair jacked up. You know, you got to look good after the apocalypse. And, um, you know, he's like, we have a plan and, you know, we're going to see it through. And, like, you see Hulk, um, I guess, you know, seeing that uh, people are missing in action. And we do get a confirmation that Siri, Shuri is missing from Black Panther. And um, it looked like they did mention on there, you know, Spider-Man. And um, 
I guess they figure out a way to get Hulk out of that rock. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's a really sour, sad, but I mean, it absolutely needed to be, to, you know, be, because the, how the movie ended, how Infinity War ended, you needed to have some resolution there. And none of the TV shows are going to have the guts to talk about this. You know, not yet. Maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talks about it, you know, but we'll see. You know, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they got a seventh season, which is awesome, but crazy, too. Yeah, they get the the show that the fans complain about, which I kind of, I really like it now. Uh, But uh, it survives and uh, the Netflix shows die, so... Yeah, and like the sixth season hasn't even aired yet. <laughs> it's uh-huh. going to be next summer. And like they just announced the sixth season like a month and a half ago. And then they announced the seventh season now. It's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? So it's like, does this mean that, you know, they're going to have what two those seasons and then they'll be done? You know, announcing the seventh season and, you know, that's it? Or are they going to, you know, they kind of... When they announced it, they kind of mentioned that they're going to touch on the movies. So maybe they'll have more connective tissue to the movies now. More than they have been, which... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Because I'm figuring the reason it's summer, the, the, the release of the sixth season is because of the Snapture. And I don't like the name Decimation. Uh... You know, decimation means one out of ten. It says decimation so, is ten. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, half Asian. <laughs> yeah. So the fans call it the Snapture, which is a much better name. They should have used went with Snapture. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that might be cool. I would. That's the one thing that I've been wanting. You know, is that a TV show could cover the post-snap world and really get the sense of how things are so well. You know, that's uh, just... And, like, I saw the trick... Something I was wanting to see, and I was very disappointed that um, nothing... We've had nothing deal with the, the post... You're right, the post-snapture world. And that, to me, has been the biggest disappointment in this so-called shared universe of Marvel. Because since Infinity War, we've had Luke Cage season two. We had Iron Fist season two. We've had uh, Daredevil season three. And um, now we're going to have, uh, before the end of the year, I think next week or a week after season two of the... um, runaways and no one references what's happening at the very least they do like offhand mention things in shield but the rest of the shows do not mention anything happening with Thanos or the snap and if anything the runaways would be perfect for that like they are just running away and half the universe is gone and they don't know what's going on and you know that could be the whole season of just them figuring things out because you know that would be a really good way to do the Runaway Season 2, but it just seems like Season 2 Trader is just doing the same thing they were in the first season, which, not bad. It's just kind of, I don't know. 
I feel like they're kind of just going in circles, not really going anywhere with the story. But yeah, not bad. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, it gets. We don't tell me your universe is connected, and you can't even reference the most important event to happen in the movies. So, yeah, act uh, like it happened. Or, or conveniently have seasons that, oh, that happened before. Oh, that happened this time, not that time. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Um, back to the Avengers Endgame. You know, you see these things and you just you don't know what's going on. You really don't know. You see Thor just really depressed and like, which totally get that. You know, if I was Thor, I would just be like, damn it, you know. I had every opportunity to kill him and to end this all, and I didn't go for the head, and that would just be, you know, haunting you, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, half, because he's already lost half, because let's assume that the a small portion of Asgard got on the ship and survived, and Thanos's, um family wiped out half of them to get the infinite, the stone that, um, you know, the Tesseract. So he lost half of his survivors. Then the snapshot happens. He loses another half. So he's down to 25% of the survivors that got on the ship. Or less. Yeah, or less. I mean, that's the best case scenario. That 25% of those on the ship are still alive. And then his, you know, Earth family, everyone he knows on Earth, too. You know, and it, he was the one. He had the damn axe. He could have, if he would have gone for the head, it would have solved everything. But he went for the arm and, you know, which understandable if the arm got cut off, he couldn't have snapped it. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, he's sad. And, you know, you do see um, Ronin, which is interesting, um, which is yeah. um, the new name of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do see Hawkeye was not in the first one, so now he's here, and um, you know it looks like Black Widow's shocked to see Hawkeye, but like maybe he's like killed a bunch of people in front of her or something. Because you yeah, know, if it follows anything like the comics, he's uh, his family's probably gone, and he's uh, now an assassin for hire. Yeah, and that could be. A horrifyingly sad event. If, like, you know, totally, Hawkeye's just watching TV, and it's like, man, I want to help out. It's like, no, hun, us, our family needs you. And then, okay, you get like a hug, and like everyone vanishes but him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that would probably put him over the edge. I mean, it would put anyone over the edge for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, I'm just like, oh, I could, you know, because he's the one that did, you know, try to stay with his family and try to do that. And then if his entire family did not survive the snap, that would just be crazy. But that's kind of thing that's good storytelling, you know? Yeah. So then, you you know, you get to see, it goes to the uh, um, logo and then it cuts out. And then it's like, oh, is that our, uh, old footage? And you see Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because he's acting just like he did in his when he said the that message to Civil War that hyper. Uh, and it was like, so he was thinking, did you bring up an old message? Because it, it's one of the. I was just, I just chuckled when he did that because that was like, yeah, he's acting just like he did last time they met. Exactly the same phrasing, everything. So he probably thought it was an old message. Now on the video screen, it did see on the like we could barely see it, but you could see it says archive. So maybe this is an old video, and you, you know maybe the time travel idea is the actual reality here. You know, mm-hmm. but it could just be a good Marvel tease because. You know, we saw the Hulk run in Infinity War um, toward Thanos, and that did never happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Marvel has had a history of teasing things in the teaser trailers and trailers that don't happen in the movie, specifically to throw you off. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're not completely dishonest. They just the instead of the Hulk, we got uh. Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster armor. So he was there fighting. He just wasn't like we thought he was going to be. Well, we saw the footage of the Hulk running towards the screen. Running, exactly, which didn't happen. Yeah. In the trailer. Some, somewhere there's an alternate Earth that happened. <laughs> yeah, the same. We love talking about alternate realities in this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I think we're all looking for an alternate reality these days. So yeah, it's it's one a hell of a teaser because it does it gives you nothing, nothing. You get no idea what's going on. Just that your characters are all you know depressed and not try to have an idea, but not sure what's going to happen. And um, you know, this is all you really need. But the very end, the very end is a kicker because there is a new date for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it threw me off because I post, you know, I posted on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere, you know, here's the new trailer comes out on this date and this time, you know, on 3D and 2D, and it was always going to be May 3rd, and now it got pushed up to April. Yep. I guess that's global warming for you. Just made the summer movie releases come out in April now. Which is fine, because I think every war is going to get at the same time. Yeah. Except now I think we're going to a four-movie season instead of a three-segmented um, movie season. Which is okay by me. It doesn't matter to me one way or another. But uh, it is sort of weird referring to April as summer movie season. So April 26, 2019 is the release date for... Avengers Endgame instead of May 3rd and I think that's going to be basically worldwide. I mean, I think it might be one place here and then that I have it a day or two after, but they did this again with Infinity War, so um, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. It makes it easier yeah. to wait four months instead of four and a half, <laughs> you know? Uh, just, uh, just wait. They haven't announced ticket sales yet. And just plot out your theater where you're going to go and get your tickets. Yeah. I mean, I think I remember getting my ticket like the first hours it came up. And then like a- like after that, it sold out. 
Yeah, I already told the people if they want to see it with me, uh, they have to uh, confirm with me. Uh, I told them by January 1st, and then I grabbed tickets the minute they go on sale. Now, this is um, shot in IMAX because all the new Avengers movies are, um, all the new Marvel movies are shot in IMAX. Now, the IMAX 3D is interesting because um, when the 3D Blu-ray came out, people were complaining that it was not like the full IMAX resolution, which is the full 16 by 9, you know, aspect ratio. So it did not fill the entire screen. So that IMAX version is going to be like the only time you get to see it in theaters, you know. Apparently, maybe, yeah. maybe this time for this Blu-ray, but I don't see why they would hold that back again. I don't know why they did it in the first place. Might as well just go ahead and put it 16 by 9. You have the recording of it, but I don't know what's going on there. But, I mean, definitely this is going to be worth watching IMAX, I think, because it's a huge, you know, filmed in IMAX, the huge screens, you know, it's a huge movie and it's going to be a huge thing to watch. And, you know, definitely want to get your money's worth out of that. You'd want to go some cheapskate, you know, <laughs> you know, place to see this because you want to have the big speakers, the big, you know, bright, gorgeous screen, you know, because this is the event, you know. Yep. This is the end game to see how things work out. Exactly. Yeah, because I also warned people who wanted to go see it with me. I may actually try to go see this in uh, D box. i i saw the i saw infinity war in d-box it was like being on a roller coaster for two and a half hours d-box is fun but it's expensive Uh, (laughs) and i saw so many people get sick it was funny (laughs) so yeah i'm i'm guessing people are like hey where's captain marvel where's captain marvel and it's like all right I'm guessing that they have footage of Captain Marvel, but they want to release that movie and then release a new trailer and have Captain Marvel in there, you know? I think she's going to show up in a trailer uh, after probably the final uh, Endgame trailer. We'll see Captain Marvel after her movie comes out. Yeah, I think that's the that's how you do it because it's synergy and you don't want to get people who the hell is that lady and you know <laughs> that haven't seen mm-hmm. it and know who she is you know and people are talking about maybe Captain Marvel saves Iron Man you know could be depends on if uh, I mean space is big but also Pepper might put on her rescue armor and come save his ass yeah and um, you know. People have been comparing the scenes from Iron Man 1 and, and, you know, this where Tony is just desperate and not sure what's going to happen. And then he finds a way to get out, you know. Oh, do you catch the scene in the trailer where where Tony is uh, looking out the window and he's wearing one of Star-Lord's shirts? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was like laughing and I'm like going, well, it's not like Star-Lord's going to complain or anything. Yeah. Well, it's definitely exciting, and um, I'm happy to have it. Uh, you know, it just I just want more. I, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. It did its job. It just made you want more. Just more, more. April can't get here soon enough. 
Now, people are saying, who's going to be the villain for Avengers 4 or of Endgame? And it's like, do you really need a villain? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. We'll find out. I would rather not find out until it's unveiled to me uh, on the screen. But I know that's not going to happen. I know it's going to be spoiled for me. There's going to be a Lego toy release or something that's going to spoil it. So I know I'm not going to be able to go in with no one. Now, I don't really care if Thanos is the, the villain here, too. That's totally fine. Yeah. You know, if the entire movie is trying to figure out um, how to undo it and not, you know, then that's the entire movie. You know, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You don't need another new villain to pop out of nowhere to to do this. You know, the wrapping up of that storyline from and making a whole new, you know, tying up everything is enough. You know. Yeah, because we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know if this movie starts right after the last one, or if time has passed. If I mean, we might have a scenario here where Tony dies in space and they go back in time and save him. Who knows? Yeah, that might be that might actually happen. Yeah. We don't know. You know, that could actually happen. Uh, uh, We don't have any inside knowledge. We're just speculating here, folks. You know, we're just just spitballing. yeah. Yeah, we're just spitballing, you know, so don't add us. Um, but yeah, you could. You're totally right. That would be incredibly dark. But I mean, that could happen if they do have the time travel, and then you know, boom, you know, time travel can fix things, and you know, just like the Flash, it could also screw up things. <laughs> yeah. So and who knows? But oh yeah, something else I think we should mention: the Russo brothers have given a few talks lately about Infinity War. And they confirmed that Loki is 100% absolutely positively dead. Good. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that when they, if the time travel bit happens, that they don't give Loki a heads up. True. Or if, you but know. Right now, but right now, as things stand, Loki is dead. Now, the thing with Loki, too, is that in the comics, it is very canonical that he comes back to life. Uh-huh. Yep. And same thing with Thor, same thing with Asgard, that that's part of Ragnarok, is that basically everyone dies and then is resurrected, you know, a new generation, and then, you know, the, the it's like, a you know, the circle of life, and, you know... Oh, you know, and I would love to see him do what he did in the comics. He took Sif's form in the comics to you know, taunt uh, Thor. That would be so awesome to see Jamie Alex as uh, Loki. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, possible there. I think I also heard that they don't know how to cut it down to three hours, less than three hours, which at this point... That's okay. That's cares. okay. I think, um, I think America is ready for a three-hour Avengers movie. I mean, the only people that will complain are the theaters because they want to have as many showings as they possibly can. And Disney wants to have, you know, as many showings as they can because you can only have so many hours in the day, you know, but. Yeah, but hey, that never stopped Regal from um, adding tickets because I remember 
them charging me two extra bucks to see Lawrence of Arabia because it ran over uh, two and a half hours. I mean, that's I, never stopped from sticking us with an extra charge. They could also stay open longer. I mean, it, I mean, I, well, it is small stop, town theaters can't, but it didn't stop Lord of the Rings movies from being successful. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares if it's three hours? As long as it's great content, doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's parts of the world that people expect movies to be three hours long. I mean, Bollywood, you know, they they joke, well, you know, you call a three-hour movie, it's short. Now, I'm totally fine if they want to do, like, an old-school intermission, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if they want to do, like, a 15-minute intermission or something and be like, all right, you know, and just give everyone a chance to go to the bathroom, get some more snacks, you know. All right, I'm I'm game. Make it four. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, hey, adult adult depends. Not just for your grandparents anymore. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, get your you get a pair some Negan crapping pants at the walking um dead store, and you're ready to go. Yeah, and just you could have a, a big timer and be like, all right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, and then just have a big clock countdown for, you know, 20 minutes. So that way you know how much time you have left. And, you know, the movie theater can get their food. And, you know, that's how they get their money anyway is the food. They don't care about the, the movies, you know. Yeah. Food and drinks yeah. and, you know. So, yeah. Who cares? I don't care if it's four hours. I don't care if it's three hours. Whatever. You know, as long as it's great content and I didn't feel like Infinity War was long because it was like the longest one before that, and I thought it was totally fine. Um, so go for it. Who cares? Oh, can you imagine the the fan events. You know, see Infinity War, then right after it, uh, End Game. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, yeah. often, you know, some movies don't need to be long. You know. Yeah. You know, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home doesn't have to be two hours long. It could be a clean 90 minutes and it'd be fine, you know? So, yeah, I think that's basically it for Endgame. You know, there's not much there. And, you know, everyone else is doing, you know, hour-long podcasts about analyzing each frame. And it's a like... two-and-a-half-minute uh, trailer. And, and, and then... Uh... And most of the stuff they're going over, they're, 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 um, I'm just, the few that I've watched, I've just rolled my eyes because it's like, uh, uh, that you're getting so many details wrong or you're speculating on stuff you have no way of knowing or any. Yeah. I mean, knowing that they, they know the game, they know that people are going to analyze this. You know, mm-hmm. you could analyze it, sure, but at the same time... Like, gotta... the, like the planet Thanos is on, running his hand through the crops, and you see his armor. I mean, you saw his suit, his armor, being used as a scarecrow in uh, Infinity War. It's in the corner, if you look. So, yeah. he's on the planet he landed on in the last one. So, that's... So, he hasn't... So he seems to be settled down and doing what he's doing. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, and uh, Thor, it looks like he's sitting outside. That scene looks like he's sitting outside of Avengers headquarters. Yeah. That looks like walls of the Avengers. Doesn't look like he's in a jail cell or anything. 
Yeah, I mean, you can analyze stuff, but at the same time, you got to know that, you know, Marvel knows the game. Marvel's not going to, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's fine. All right, well, I think that's going to be it, so um, bye. Bye. All right, before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3d4d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.